For once in your damn life. I think more people would listen to this podcast if you were interviewing King Kong. If they thought a monkey was on the podcast? Yeah, they listened to Joe Rogan. I guess he's the closest thing to a King Kong doing a podcast. <laughs> he's built like a King Kong. That's because of all that deer meat he eats. The deer meat? Yeah. yeah, I reckon he could throw a barrel and kill someone. Probably. He probably has. Probably has. He's got enough money to cover up. You know, he's throwing a barrel of, like, vaccines away. Really? He says he shouldn't do it. Hmm. Surely that's enough to get him cancelled. You heard it here first. Joe Rogan threw away a barrel of vaccines. Yeah, if he wasn't... If he didn't... If he wasn't cancelable already. <laughs> that'll do it. That's a dream, though, isn't it? Just to be beyond cancelable. Well, that's the thing. If you're like, if no one expects any better from you. Yeah, if you're just a troll, you a professional troll. You can't be cancelled. It's like shock jocks. You know, nothing they say can be cancelled. Those radio guys, they're just like, yeah, we're just trying to stir the, you know, the controversy to, to, to incite discussion. You see, no one's entering Carl Sandlance in a debate <laughs> and discourse. Because everyone's just like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Whilst, if you make your whole brand about how progressive you are, I actually read it. they'll rake you over the coals a lot more. That's true. Sadly, I read an article this week that featured Carl Sanderlands. It was about, like, uh, him and Jackie O. I hate the fact that I've read this. I'm already, like, hating myself for reading this garbage. Anyway, him and Jackie O invited that, like, that teen, that teen Russian sensation who has dwarfism, that Hezbollah or whatever his name is, right. into the studio. And he's like, got dwarfism, he's really, really short, and he's like, fights MMA or something. And so he's gone viral online, and, and he, he, he's, as far as I know, he's just really small and adorable, but like, he looks like an old man in a child's body. But he just wants to beat the shit out of everyone. That's his brand. He's like, even though I'm small, I still want to beat the shit out of everyone. So they got him to like wrestle their producer. And apparently it's some guy off Beauty and the Geek. Some, yeah, someone who beat you to get on that show, Ross. You could have been beaten the shit out of by this like, this Russian dwarf sensation. Well, that's just small man syndrome. Well, yeah, pretty much. It's just isn't it? trying to overcompensate. Anyway. Isn't it? So apparently, isn't, because isn't it because we don't see him as less of a man, we have to overcompensate somehow, and just then with we, sheer aggression. Then we become more laughable because no one respects us. Fair, uh, but anyway, so 
this this they they organized a fight in the studio. Apparently, Jackie O couldn't be in there because he's got like a policy about he can't be photographed with or near any women. Because I don't know, it's it's apparently a religious thing. I have no idea. You have to respect it if it's religion. Yeah, I'm just like, I guess so. Anyway, they they did, and apparently, like, they sent this like guy from Beauty and the Geek, who's built like a geek, not a beauty, and that he they made him fight this. I mean, he's not. How how much are you gonna fight like a small teen sensation? Like he's like four foot. How much is he gonna really fight? Anyway, apparently, this like the geek one. No. Well, I think he gave up because he actually didn't want to hit him for obviously career and political reasons. And also there was like... That's how they get you. Apparently there was like got 10 Russian bodyguards just being like, you hit him, we fuck you up. <laughs> like, it's like a fight where he can't punch anyone. So this, this guy with dwarfism just got this geek in a headlock and apparently he like... It was meant to be like a joke stage thing, you know, like for radio. It's like, oh, look, whatever, so crazy. And apparently this like... This husband I was actually really, really laying real punches on this guy. I'm trying to fuck him up. <coughs> See, that's the that's the thing, right? It's a hate crime if you punch him. That's how they get you. Yeah. So that's how he'll win his UFC match, right? Because <laughs> you can't hit him. It's like hitting a kid. And you know who's the most progressive people ever? Who? MMA fighters. That's very true. They're so roided up, it's got, you know, it's given them compassion. Andrew Tate doing great things for equality. Andrew Tate looks like a... Now, that's a guy that looks like a Nick Kroll <laughs> character. Yeah, he doesn't look like a... He, he does look like a parody, doesn't he? I actually didn't... I had no clue who he was until everyone went, went insane. Well, the kids... The kids are really into him, apparently. Yeah? And we've got to stop our boys from getting... Advice from this guy that's just telling them them everything I mean, is they want to hear. I'm ninety percent sure he's just a sex criminal. Oh, no one's disputing that. <laughs> that's why everyone looks up to him. <laughs> but it's, yeah, everything just—it's just a man dominating a woman, which is the natural state, which is what our boys want to hear, because it sounds better than you're the reason why there's so many problems in the world. Yeah. It's almost as if we need to achieve some kind of balance, but you know what? Balance is for suckers. Well, there you go. I, I, why do I know so much about fighting? I hate that I know so much about I've never watched a UFC fight. Well, neither have I. It doesn't have the... Just appeals... Nothing about it appeals to me. It doesn't me. have the pageantry of a WWF. Yeah, it doesn't have the theatre. I mean, we're theatre nerds. We just want the theatre. Well, yes. And look, the UFC hasn't been the same since they cut out the, the ball punching and the, the scratching well, we need, of the original. These are our top men, and we need them to be as fertile as possible so we can't <laughs> have their balls punched. I think bring back the ball kicking. I think that makes a lot of sense in light of recent events. The UFC needs to sterilize these men in the only way that's legal, allowing the ball punch again. They gotta bring back the ball punch. But they're our top men. They are physically able. Just imagine if they just pump their yogurt inside some receptacle. Dear Lord. <laughs> and then nine months later, a buff baby come out. Just a ripped little baby Hercules. <laughs> like a buff baby. Buff baby. Buff baby. 
Dude, oh god, dear lord. Yeah, babies aren't meant to be ripped. Yes, they are. No, they're not. What makes them more adorable than having ripped muscles? I say indoctrinate them into masculinity right now. <laughs> but then but then shame them for, for being masculine. But then shame them for not being masculine enough. Gonna give these buff babies a complex. Yeah. They're and gonna... then they're gonna look to Andrew Tate that tells them, hey, it's okay that you're a piece of shit, because I'm a piece of shit. Because no one can find a middle ground. This is the centrist podcast now. <laughs> I'm Ross Burney. We, uh, we have reasonable debates on controversial topics and land somewhere in the middle. I think we need buff babies. I think putting that kind of toxic masculinity complex in a child is dangerous. You know what's more dangerous? What? So... Obesity yes. in a baby? Is that what you're going to say? Yes. Chubby bubbies. Well, baby fat is seen as being cute, but it's not really I mean, not... Babies should have some shame about their fat. You Because adults aren't allowed to. You shouldn't fat shame a baby. I think you should. I don't think you should. <laughs> the reality lies somewhere in the middle, where a child should be self-conscious about the food it consumes, but not so self-conscious it gets anorexia and, and vomits out the baby food that already, let's face it, looks like vomit. Welcome you know to what? the Centrist Podcast. You know what, you say that, and I think a baby should hock down some cheeseburgers. <laughs> Fat pride. Where do I stand? <laughs> <laughs> the important issues. I'm actually in a pretty good mood, birds. I'm fresh off a break. You are, and then the first thing you do is like, we're coming and doing a podcast at my place again, like some kind of dominated move. Do you ever come over to my place and do stuff? No. It's always your place. Well, we're usually close to the city as well. Well, well, I drove 45 minutes today. Yeah, but you also did a podcast before down the road. Don't pretend that yeah. this was like a one-stop shop. It might have been. It was Sometimes wasn't. I do. Sometimes. Why do I have to drive out 45 minutes all the time? You do it once in a while. i got to take all the equipment... Why not? It's a whole ordeal, Ross. I've got equipment. Do you? I've got equipment that's not being used. Have you got two mics? I've got two mics. One cup? i got, I've got more than one cup. We don't need to share one okay, cup. Okay, as long as we don't need to share a cup when we, we drink. We can shit in our own cups. Okay, if we have separate cups to shit in, then... That's fine. And I'm just airing out my own grievances right now, because that's what makes good content. <laughs> Because otherwise, I could just get a Russian teen sensation, put you in a headlock. <laughs> be good if we could land that. That'd be a big get for this podcast. But we have been on a break because you were on kind of a break. You yeah. Were in, you are in Euro trash land. In Europa. Cinema and the Europa? UK. The, the, no, not the cinema. The, the place. The cinema Europa? I don't think it exists anymore. I think it does. Well, maybe it does. I don't know. It's like a village. It's a village cinema's offshoot, right? Where they play like slightly classier films than the Avengers. Pretty much like this is the one cinema in the whole place where we act like we're Nova. Yeah, we're that's Nova. true. That's true. Pretty much. If they go there all the time. Oh, really? What, Nova or Europa? Europa. 
Because there was one that was closer to me. Yeah. And I'll go there because seeing indie films made me feel... Um, Pretentious? Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, now I just don't see anything. What are you talking about? You know more pop culture than anyone I've ever met. Okay, I saw Crimes of the Future recently, last week. I don't even know what that is. At a cinema. It's a David Cronenberg film. Okay, you see? You see? He's a, he, does, he does body horror stuff. Okay, that sounds up your alley. That's the scene where a woman makes out with a gaping wound on Viggo Mortensen's torso. Yeah, that sounds like a Ross Purdy film. I mean, I laughed. <laughs> I would play that for laughs. I don't think this was meant to be funny. Dear Lord. <laughs> Dear Lord. So, yes, we're going off track. We're going off... We're it's a horror film, I'm guessing. It's... It's creepy. <laughs> I think it's more of a thriller. A psychological thriller than a full-on horror. But, you know... See, when you mention these hor- horrific things, now I have to watch them to know what you were talking about. Like, this is like the Greasy Strangler all over again. Well, this definitely is not <clears throat> played for laughs. Oh, man. Where's it showing? Ah, uh, but Nova. All right. Did you see it by yourself? Just to... Like, what am I going to do? Ring you up and say, let's see Crimes of the Future? I don't know, maybe. You don't know what I'm doing. I freaking went to a concert by myself last month. Which concert? Uh, Tyler, the Creator. Oh. Of course I go to these things by myself. I don't have any friends. Now, what am I going to do? friends. What am I going to do? Rob myself of the opportunity to <laughs> see art and culture because I don't do good bands. <laughs> My vibes aren't good. I think you do good bands. Fuck off. How <laughs> dare you. Wow. How yeah, dare you, You say, try to lift someone up and this is what you do. I don't want to do good bands. I well, don't want to, uh, banter. You try to... Banter. Uh, rising tide raises all ships and, well, you've just dropped anchor. Haven't you? Well, what am I going to do, Damien? What is banter? Uh, when, when they... When, just having a conversation. When on... Then say, have a conversation. Well, that's what we're doing Don't right now. Don't say banter. Don't be like, oh, I'm looking for someone who can do good bets. I'm looking for my partner in crime. Also, you got to be six foot two. Now you just, this isn't a friend thing. You've just been reading people's dating profiles. I'm back on Bumble and I wish I wasn't. So this is what this really is about. As we all know, anytime a pathetic man is angry, it's really because they're not getting any. And getting it wet. They're not, they're not getting their dongle up someone's receptacle. Jesus. I hope, you don't, I hope you don't put that in your bio. Of course I put that into my bio. I have to be honest. I have a dongle. I'm going to pump some yogurt up your receptacle. Jesus. Uh, look, sometimes honesty isn't the best policy. I'll just say it I think honesty is the best policy all the time. Okay. A, I don't like bands. B, I'm going to use my dongle to pump yoga into your receptacle. Any type well, of receptacle. You know, sex, rece- is a, sex is a beautiful thing, and I don't refer to it as pumping yogurt. Is it a beautiful thing? Is sex a beautiful thing? I think it is. It's two people intertwining well, in passion. Come on, Damien. You're close connection to and romance. We're close to fits right now. It's at least four people. No, that's true. Okay, it's like four people in a cuddle puddle at a kink party. Just getting each Fisting other to climax. Each 
and exploring their kinks in a sex positive way. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's if you're a beautiful sex positive, thing. Let me, let me just say, if, if you're sex positive, you need to get yourself checked out. <laughs> Why? Because I hear when you get a test bag and you're positive, that's not a good thing. Even if it's like a, one of those kink BDSM tests and it says what percentage you are? Yeah, and it says you're, you're 49% sex positive. And I'm like, I don't want to be any percent of sex positive. Well, I don't think you are if you refer to it as pumping yogurt. <laughs> well, what is? What is more positive than yogurt? People love yogurt. They don't want me to pump yogurt? How dare they? You busted your custard? Custard's sweeter than yogurt. I think people like custard That's more. That's disgusting. Why is custard worse than yogurt? Yogurt can be, like, Greek yogurt's sour. Yeah. And Greek is a term for anal sex. Yeah. So I pump some Greek yogurt <laughs> with my dog. I do enjoy that I just completely derailed you attempting to talk about your Euro trip. That's fine. Because I haven't, I haven't, I don't think I've talked enough today. Yeah, you haven't had any good bands? Oh god, just like... No good bands? This is the worst band I've ever had. (laughs) I've seen you have worse. (laughs) I've definitely seen you have worse. Like what? Name uh, examples. You can't Jesus. Say, you can't say you can't say stuff like that. Not I mean, that. I did see you uh, that 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 comedian from Sydney, Billy, whatever his name is. Oh, Darcy. Yeah, yeah, Billy Darcy. I mean, he tried to have a bit of a bant with you. <laughs> he told him basically, just shut the fuck up and what's wrong with him. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> no, his idea of being bad <laughs> is being real, like insulting. Like, what's your deal, what's your deal, man? What's your deal? Like, what was he saying? It was something like that. Yeah, he was like, oh, look at him, he's out of control. He was like, doing something like that. He was doing some bit that wasn't landing at all. Everyone's like, what are you doing? I mean, look. He just bombed. He bombed in conversation. It was a conversational bomb, but... And when you bomb in a conversation, you should feel bad. Well, you definitely made him feel bad. Because I felt bad my whole life. <laughs> and hurt people hurt people, Damien. <laughs> you know what? You don't have to continue the cycle of abuse. You're aware of it. You can, you can overcome this and start being a person that has good quality bands and use your bands to lift other bands up. You know, you can use your bands for good, Ross. Can we call it not bands? You prefer banter? That's like an extra syllable. Oh, and that would be bad, isn't it? Saying one extra syllable. Well, you see, this is a clear example how you can work on your bands. Because if you if you have less... Fuck off. <laughs> if you have, have more syllables, it slows down the pacing of the band. Maybe. Sometimes it's a good thing to have a slower paced band. You know? Just really get into it. Everything has to be so fast nowadays, and everything's fast, and just information just flying at you. I want something slow. I want something that's a slow burn. I want, okay, what, where's this going? But then it builds up, it builds up, you're still there. Then oh, next God. thing you know, you're really hooked. Yeah. I want the wire of bands. Okay. All right. 
You got the wire of bands. I mean, look, sure, that's the dream, granted. But you're not always going to get the wire. Sometimes, sometimes you, you you're just going to get something that's that's a lot worse. Sometimes I, you're just going to get the I don't know what the example I'm looking for is here. What what something that got cancelled after the first season? Jeez, I don't know. There's so much to pick. <laughs> Flash forward. Okay, sometimes you're going to get that version of the band. You know, it's... Just... It seems so good at first, but then after a while you lose interest, so it just goes away. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be that. The J.J. Abrams mystery box of bands. Exactly. You can't win them all. Um, sometimes you just got to power through and support the band no matter what. You know, this is an example of man driver doing a a, a a podcast and go to therapy. <laughs> I mean, I would gladly go to therapy. I do go to therapy, See? and I have a podcast. So, what does that make me? Double therapy. Where's the meme for me? <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go red hot on this. While I I know you want to go up and check what's going on, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna vamp on this. For a second, here I'm going in red hot. I'm going in red freaking hot right now. The thing about me is, there's no meme specifically for men who go to podcast and therapy. It's either, it's either like one or the other. It seems, but it doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't have to make a choice. Exactly, I'm pro-choice. If you're struggling, you can start a podcast and see a psychologist. I don't give a shit what Osher Gunsberg says. Remember when that comedy sketch came out? No. He's like, Osher. He does comedy? He was in, he was in some comedy sketch for the ABC. Oh. And they're like, oh, don't start a podcast this lockdown. Oh, I did. I saw that, the public service announcement thing. Yeah, and everyone's, everyone in our community was like, fuck off. And Damien is off right now, so why I'm doing this, I'm just vamping. I'm vamping. Just call me vampire, because I'm a vamping. You know what's great? Person just came in. You know what I loved about that sketch? On. What? I loved it how it was people with very well-established careers and also side projects that are podcasts, telling people who want to do something creative and get a leg up and maybe get some get some bars or just any looking in the industry to go fuck themselves. Like, that's the kind of support Australian entertainment just really needed to give to, to up-and-coming comedians. We're unleashing, we're opening up the ribbon on the box that is Australian entertainment. The people who get to the top are like, no, this is my piece of the pie. The pie is very small. I'm not feeding you any pie. This, fuck off. This pie is so fucking tiny, you can't even have a crumb, you son of a bitch. I only have a crumb. I only have a crumb. Me! I'm the one who eats the pie. I eat the pastry. I eat the filling. I go gob, gob, gob. I even eat the little fucking decorative flag on top, so if you don't even come for my decorations. Alright, I'm the, I'm the fucking baker. I'll make the pies. I'm the one who bakes. <laughs> I am the one who bakes. 
puts on a hat, has a goatee, reminds us of something that's much better than a lot of Australian entertainment. Mm. I'm actually listening to Bob Odenkirk's, uh, speaking of like the Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad reference. Universe. Yeah, the Bacon Bad reference. I'm uh, listening to Bob Odenkirk's uh, like, uh, audio book at the moment. Man. Guy Great man. Work, guy works on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Before. Uh, really impressive, just his whole career. and just He worked with Ben Seller. He worked with... On SNL for a bit with uh, oh yeah well David Mr. Cross Mr. Show a lot of that was just reaction to what he did not like yeah. about Saturday Night Live <laughs> I know that much yeah uh, that's very, definitely very clear but um, in the end it kind of ended up kind of like towards the later seasons it definitely like stopped being that like fuck you to them and then kind of like started to make peace with that style I feel but in its own way. Like, it did. It I feel did some work. of it was also just a visual aesthetic. Or something I've been reading of like, well, Saturday Night Live's all glitz and razzy and all that stuff. And that's not funny. Which, I, yeah, I agree with. I see. Yeah. Something is just funny about a wig that's obviously a wig. <laughs> you know? Is it funnier in a wig? Not according to real estate editors, but we think so. Yeah. I think if it, it is funnier if it's a bad wig. If it's a wig, like an SNL wig that's like so perfect that it just looks like real hair, maybe not that funny. Who knows? Well, there were two very different shows. One was like on every week and one had like oh, yeah. 10 episodes a year on a midnight on HBO. Mm. HBO. This was before HBO like really blew up. Yeah. Now it's now it's massive. Now not. they have like millions and millions of dollars for like TV series. <clears throat> well, now they're making stuff like the rehearsal, so they still got their little yeah, got little chips they use for like old comedy to put on near midnight. Respect, respect. Uh, I want, I finally watched the last uh, episode of the rehearsal. What do you think? Is it ethical? Is it ethical? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Everyone went in there knowing exactly what was going on. It's like, because it's just upsetting people because it's just showing plainly of like, well, this is what a lot of shows do anyway. Don't you think every other show that a fucking kid goes on where they have to make believe and they don't fully grasp the total reality of what they're doing doesn't do that to them? If anything, this is just a bit more honest. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing I'm saying. And that's because that's why it's upset people so much. Because The Bachelor hides all the manipulation. Yeah. And Nathan Fielder stuff, seeing the manipulation and deceit's part of the point. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing of, like, reality TV that's not reality TV. Just, like, the reality TV everyone consumes in Australian media. The, the effects on people's lives post that, those shows... Like, people have tried to sue networks for ruining their reputation and likability. <laughs> This is actually just way more open and honest. Like, that's the insane thing. Like, people, people don't realise it, though. Like, people have legitimately tried to sue television networks because they've edited them in reality TV as the villain. And they've been like, but they told me to say that. I was in the diary room and I said all these nice things and they said, that's not good television. You need to say, I want to slap that bee. 
Because we can't say we can't say bitch can't on say, TV. We can't, we can't say B we, on, we, we, we ha- on TV. We can't say bitch. We have some standards. Yeah. But you have to lie and say you want to beat this person. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... I yeah. mean, it's considering what happens to some child actors. Oh, yeah. I think Remy got off a little easier. Oh, that kid's going to be That was clearly just a phase, right? If anything, that kid has a friendship with someone who's actually showed some care to him from the entertainment industry, which is, no one shows care in the entertainment industry. They chew you up and they spit you out. Considering the other side that's come out recently about Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, but that... The Dan Schneider guy. What did he do? He's just horrifically abusing everyone on set. Super duper creep, creep, creep boy. Just a creep man. What, What did he do? I am sure some real fucked shit. (laughs) <laughs> look deep into I'm sure some sort of sexual stuff I guess let's put teen girls in bikinis because I want to see teen girls in bikinis Oh stuff okay and then Nickelodeon knew it and they didn't do nothing about it because like well this guy makes us too much money <laughs> which sounds about right hmm was it him who Invented then the the award process of sliming kids. <laughs> he wanted it. He's just he like, wanted it to be mud, and he wanted it to only happen to young Tinker. Yeah, uh, he also wanted them to wrestle in it. He wanted them to wear only white. <laughs> so Nickelodeon did push back against him a little bit. They're just like it has to be green, because green is well. We can pass it as like, oh, it's slime. It's gross and childlike and fun, not creepy adult wet t-shirt competition for kids. So, but they're like, we'll still do it, but like, we need to kind of hide our tracks a bit. <laughs> God, that's twisted. Well. John Cave, the creator of Ren and Stimpy, was a child groomer. Actually? Yes. I mean, that show was pretty messed up when I, when I think back was, on it. And that was... I think I stopped watching it. I think that show gave me a nightmare. That was him working within the restrictions Nickelodeon gave him. He wanted to go much further. Oh, really? That's the case of, like, sometimes it's good to have restrictions. Yeah. Because then there was the Ren and Stimpy adult cartoon reboot in the early 2000s that was very bad what happened on that one well Ren and Stimpy were a gay couple pretty much oh really a lot of anal sex stuff well it was just cartoon characters banging Uh, a lot of a lot of the chihuahua rubbing up against big big boobs as well (laughs) what it's like this is why I want to see my beloved child <laughs> this is my childhood all grown up well yes John K grooming 15, getting letters from 15 year old girls saying I want to why make, is... I want to make cartoons too and he's like yeah you can make cartoons and then they had a thing and people knew about something up and Nickelodeon only fired him because he was always late with stuff what that's horrific that's actually why do we always Talk about the most horrible things on this podcast. Look. I wanted to talk about my Europe trip. (laughs) I wanted wanted to talk about, like, sunny days and cocktails on the beach and friendships and love and acceptance and 
you came magical back, mushrooms. You came back so motivated and so like cheery. And I just I commented the other night. I'm dragging you back to my bits of despair. God damn it! Well, well, um, life is horrifying. I persevere. I'm gonna drag you up. I'm gonna make you a bant professional. Oh, there we go. You're gonna be a good old. You're gonna be a little bantam. You're gonna be the king of the bants. You're gonna be a beacon of positivity, joy, and love, Purdy. Hmm. Stimpy once said, "Happy, happy, joy, joy." And look what happened. The guy that drew him was into underage girls.